0: Welcome to Books on Air, the podcast you really don't want to miss. I'm Suzanne Harris, and you are about to get a sneak peek at what goes on behind the scenes with an author. They'll tell you their secret recipe for creating their book. They'll also talk about where they get their ideas, and you might even get an inside scoop on an author's newest project. Want to know more? We'll tell you where to find them on social media. Okay, are you ready? All right, let's meet today's author. Joining me is Carol Roman. She's here to talk about her latest children's book, If You Were Me and Lived in Ancient Greece. Carol's amazing. She's written and published more than 35 children's books. She's won more than 100 book awards. In 2012, her very first book, Captain No Beard, an imaginary tale of a pirate's life, I love that title, was named Kirkus Reviews Best of 2012. It received the Star of Exceptional Merit and won the Pinnacle Award for 2012. Her series, If You Were Me and Lived In, was named Best Series by Shelf Unbound. Whether it's pirates and princesses and spies or discovering the world around us, her books have enchanted educators, parents, and a diverse audience of children. Carol Roman, you are incredible. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for joining me on Books on Air.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I I really... Um, I'm really happy to be here.
0: You know, I've interviewed a lot of authors, and it seems to me that most of the time an author is made. They're not born. Something happens. There is an influence. Maybe a parent encourages a child when they're writing, or a teacher recognizes talent in a student and encourages the student, or sometimes there's a seminal event that happens in someone's life and they have this strong urge to share it with the world and so they write the book. What's your story, Carol? How did you start writing in the first place?
1: Well, it it started out on a dare. Um, I I had always wanted to write a book and um, then I went into business and I had children and all those ideas were pretty much shelved. And what happened was uh, my mother, who was my best friend, passed away. And I was sort of in a funk. And my kids, you know, who were adult children, were trying to jolly me out of it. They were trying to get me out of it. And so we had a contest to uh, write a book overnight. You know, of course, I picked children's book because you can't write a novel overnight. And I came in the next day and we all exchanged our stories and my story won. And then they set me up um, on CreateSpace, which is an independent publishing platform. Oh, it was. It subsequently has, has changed to KDP, and I published the Captain No Beard book, which was based on playtime with my oldest grandson and my oldest granddaughter. And the book, I had no idea. It was I had it was a fun project. It totally distracted me. And when the book started winning all these awards, I realized. Um, number one, I was staggered. I was pleased. I was uh, honored. And um, I, I realized that. Well, they also started having other grand I started getting other grandchildren so I had a name I had a I had to dedicate the books to all the new grandchildren coming in. <laughs> so I, I kept writing books as they kept having babies I kept writing books. But you know, I diversified. I, I found that I really loved not only writing the books but publicizing them. And I enjoyed every aspect of the publishing process. So I really got involved and diversified with it.
0: You know You really are. Your imagination is amazing. And one of the other things that always occurs to me whenever I look at a book, whether it's a children's book or an adventure or whatever the book is, the book has two stories to tell. The first story that it tells is the one that the reader gets as they sit down and read that book. But there's always a second story. There's always a story that's behind that book that most people never hear and never know. They don't know how the book came into being. This series that you have written, If You Were Me and Lived in blank, 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 I think that is so creative and wonderful. Where did you get this idea?
1: Well, you know, I was a social studies teacher about 100 years ago. (laughs) before my children were born. And um, I always had a thirst for culture and customs. I love learning about the world. I was, you know, I love learning about customs. And what happened was we were in Las Vegas of all places and I had my grandchildren with me and we were walking down the strip and my grandson looked up at the Eiffel Tower and he said, what's that? So how do you explain a cultural icon to a four-year-old? So that night we had, we had homes. I was in my home in Las Vegas. I sat down and I wrote the first book, If You Were Me and Lived in Mexico. And I chose Mexico because it's our nearest neighbor. And, you know, what I did was I picked 10 items that a four to an eight-year-old might be interested in. Like, what do you do for sports? If, If you were me and lived in, what would your name be? What would you call your mother? What would you call your father? And I did these 10 items and the book's Took, like there was such a it, the books took off the homeschool crowd loved them so i ended up writing 22 books within 3 years and i picked countries i had contests where i allowed parents to tell me what country they wanted to learn about i had my office pick countries and i i tried to pick countries that nobody would really know much about including myself and that was the story this book really it it made it Identifiable for a family to read the book together with various age groups, and they could take certain subjects, and and it was elastic enough that a fourteen-year-old could then look on on you know on Wikipedia or look at, look in the internet and maybe look up recipes or find out why certain things. Like it talked about food, and it gave it enough information to to widen it for an older child or keep it condensed and easy for a younger child. And, um, and I wanted people to walk away knowing a little bit more about the
0: world. Well, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, they could use Google Earth and they could actually go to the country with Google Earth and see it. See, I think you've been a teacher, I've been a teacher. I don't think that once you have stepped into the arena of teaching that you ever see the world the same again. And I think that's part of where your creativity comes from is that you have been that teacher. And as I'm listening to you, you, you just get me so excited about these books for these kids because right now, you know, we've all gone through this 14, 15 month pandemic and kids sc- this school year for children, whether you're homeschooled or normally or you're in a classroom normally, has just been awful for kids. And I think a time travel book like what you've done, this whole idea, it allows a kid and a parent to escape for a while. And then if they want to bring in the real aspect of what you're talking about, Google Earth, Google Earth. There are all kinds of things that they could, all kinds of topics that they could spin off. I mean, listen to me. You've got me so excited just talking about this, but Carol. That's, that's exactly what the books did. And I subsequently
1: did a second spin-off of that series, which became historical, if you were me and lived in. And it took you to 10, and you mentioned time travel, 10 historical time periods on the planet where if you were me and lived in Elizabethan England, you could see what it would be like for your family if you lived then, what your name would be, what kind of clothing you would wear, what your housing would be like. There's ancient Greece. There's um, Mayan, uh, ancient Maya. There's, uh, it just it goes on and on and on. And I, try, I just randomly picked time periods that I was interested in, never expecting the response, parents love these books because it demystifies history. It takes it down and makes it relatable so even the the worst his, history student won't be um, scared of it.
0: I just love it. I think it's so creative. And because of the way you've done this, it just, I mean, opens so many vistas. And you're right. A four-year-old can sit down and listen to a grandparent or an older sibling, <coughs> excuse me, or or a, somebody to read the book to them, and then you have a conversation with a 4-year-old. But if it's a 14-year-old or a 16-year-old and they read it, they're going to get something different out of the book, and you can use enrichment activities like the Google Earth idea or doing more investigation, et cetera, et cetera. I just think this is such a wonderful idea. Would you share a little bit of the If You Were Me and Lived in Ancient Greece with our listeners?
1: Well, one of the things that I always like to share is is what people ate, because I think food is a great equalizer. We all love to eat, and everybody knows about food. So I always do a page on food, and this is um, If You Were Me and Lived in Ancient Greece. Your family never used napkins. Instead, they wiped their hands on bread that was later given to the dogs as meals. There was no sugar in ancient Greece. Instead, you kept and took care of a beehive in the back of your house. This way, you would always have honey for dessert. Demeter was the goddess of corn, grain, and the harvest. It was believed she made the crops grow, and you would always offer the first loaf of bread made from the harvest to her. She was also called Mother Earth or Mother Nature. And that's just one page in the book.
0: I love it. I'm sure that we've got parents sitting there with pens in hand saying, where can we get this book Are these books? Obviously, they're on Amazon. Let me give you the title and spell Carol's name so that it's very easy to find. And if you're a person who's never used Amazon for anything, which I can't imagine, but I know there are probably people out there who fall into that category, all you have to do is in the search feature at the very top of your computer page, just type in www.amazon.com. And then click on it and it will come right up and you're on the home page for Amazon. There's a really big rectangular search feature box right there at the top of the of the site. So put in if you were me and lived in ancient Greece by Carol C-A-R-O-L-E Period Roman. R-O-M-A-N. When you click on that, it will take you right to the book. Now, the illustrations in the books, tell me a little bit about the illustrations. Do you have one person that you work with who does those? Do you do those?
1: No, no, I I wish I did them. What I did for the historical series, I tried to, to find illustrators that lived in the region that I was doing. So I tried. Great idea. um, Yeah, like I tried to use an illustrator from Italy for if you were me and lived in Renaissance Italy, and I tried to use somebody. She wasn't quite in Greece, but she was Bulgaria, Um, you know. And she ended up doing um, Viking Europe because she was just so easy to work with. And I ended up collaborating on about I don't know maybe eight other books in my other series with her. I loved her, Matea uh, Matea, um, Arkova. But um, I, I did the first series with Kelsey Waringa. She did uh, the, 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 uh, the cultural series with me for the very young kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then she oversaw because I didn't anticipate the problems with um, dialogue, with translation. <laughs> so she really took over um, that aspect of it. But I used many different artists for the second series. And I think it made it very diverse and uh, colorful.
0: But I love the idea of trying to use someone who had some sort of personal experience with the country that you were talking about. Now, I said that they can get the books on Amazon, but I know that some of our listeners are not Amazon fans. So can they find the books in other places?
1: You can get them on Barnes & Noble. Um, and I know if you Google, they they are around in lots of a lot of small bookstores. Uh, And, and of course, if you go in and ask your library to buy the books, they are available through Ingram uh, Sparks. They can order it for their library or they can buy it, you know, through, um, you know, I I know uh, Walgreens has, not Walgreens, the other one, Walmart. They're they're all over the place.
0: Just look, right?
1: Just look or Google.
0: Look or
1: Google. Look or Google. I love that Google. You know, so that you can you can find it in any number of places. They're they're pretty popular, and um, and and like I said, parents love it. it. It's got a a diverse audience that just use the books as a as a jumping off point to open dialogue.
0: Well, there's some other things that they can get to from the Amazon site. I went on the left hand side of the site. There's a picture, a little picture of you, and underneath it it says follow the author. If they will click on that little picture, it will open up a whole different world for them. And you have on the on the site of Follow the Author just a whole bunch of videos, and there's one that I was just fascinated by. You have an illustrator that yeah. is illustrating one of the characters from one of the books, and yeah. it was captivating to sit there and watch this illustrator work.
1: That's Matea Arkova. She sent that to me as a gift. Um, we created a book called One to Ten, and that's the character in One to Ten. And she sent that, and I just love that um, that little clip. Uh, but the books, if you look for them on YouTube, there are all sorts of... Uh, Captain Nobeard, ha- in fact, Captain Nobeard has an audio book. There's all sorts of stuff all over it, I, I you know, on my website of course I read a lot of the books.
0: Let's direct them to your website.
1: W dot carol C A R O L E P Roman dot com R O M A N and if you go there I, I, I think I read one from each series and um you know, you can put it on and see if you like it
0: i thought it was great you i I actually i actually was on the amazon site and i was clicking on all of the different videos and one of them took me straight to your website and i saw you reading one of the books and i think that's a great idea that will give parents a real feel for the books now not only do you have a website but you're also on social media where can our listeners find you on social media
1: you can find me on, I have uh, one page, Carol P. Roman uh, Cultural, and then there's Carol P. Roman, my main page, uh, author, uh, Carol P. Roman Children's Book Author. So you can find me on Facebook, and I also try to um, put up as many other authors as I can. It's not just a site about me or, or what interests me, but I try to showcase other people as well that, that will be useful for parents.
0: Now they can also find you on Twitter, And I believe on Instagram. And
1: Instagram, yeah, yeah, you can, yeah.
0: This is so much fun. I could sit here and we could talk for an hour. I'm going to have to let you go. I hate to do that. This has been so much fun to talk to you. But I want you to have the last word with our listeners. These books, you've obviously stimulated my imagination as we've been sitting here talking. When the kids either themselves close the cover of the book, either electronically or physically for the last time, or the grandparent or the the parent or whoever it is that's reading the book, what do you want them to take away? Do you just want them to be entertained by a really interesting story? Do you want them be, to be stimulated to find out more about whatever the book was about? What do you want them to feel when they finish, Carol?
1: That's exactly what I want them to feel. Give me more. I want to know more. I want them to be able to hold their own at the dinner table when a capital is named, that they know a little bit about that country that's being discussed. I want them to be able to say, gee, I'm interested in, in, in Viking Europe Let me look up what kind of utensils they used for eating. You know, I want the door to spark their imagination and turn them to knowledge rather than away from knowledge. I think a lot of social studies is taught in such a way that it's a turnoff. It's overwhelming, and it's almost like a wall is put up. I want people to walk. I want children to feel that they've been in the shoes of someone who's walked before them in a time period or a country and say, oh my God, their life is just like mine or their life is nothing like mine. But either way, I'd like to know more about it.
0: You have triggered a quote in my head. This is one of my favorite quotes. Oliver Wendell Holmes once said, the human mind, once stretched to a new idea, never returns to its original dimensions. You and I have been talking about a series of books that will do exactly that. It is such a pleasure to talk with someone who is such a creative person and who is doing such wonderful work. Carol, thank you so much for being our guest today on Books on Air.
1: Well, thank you for including me and inviting me, and it was lovely.
0: Now remember, you can find Carol's books If You Were Me and Lived In, there's a whole series. The one we're talking about today is If You Were Me and Lived in Ancient Greece by Carol, C-A-R-O-L-E-P, period, Roman, R-O-M-A-N, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on iTunes and iHeartRadio. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I really hope that you'll join our next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thanks so very much for listening.